0: Welcome back to Beyond the Real. We took a small break over spring break, and now we're back right here in the studio of Mountain 91.5, talking about movies, news, all the like. I'm Kyle. I'm the TJ. And I'm Colin. So what you're listening to right now is Back in Black, straight off the Death Wish official movie soundtrack, which is one of the movies that we missed Last week because we were off on spring break we're gonna be talking about those two movies Red Sparrow and Death Wish and what came out this previous weekend so let's jump right into it so the first movie we have tonight is Red Sparrow uh, starring Jennifer Lawrence it was a spy thriller um, projected to make thirty million its opening was sixteen its budget around seventy um, it's kind of marketed as a movie that would do well internationally. Um, about middle of the road with the critical reception, um, me and Colin got a chance to see this movie.
1: So Colin, what were your impressions of Red Sparrow? My first impression of Red Sparrow was that Jennifer Lawrence was the best part of it by far. It was, it was a stylish movie. It was good to look at. And most of the actors that were involved, Jeremy Irons was another one, did really good work in it, but the plot is spread a little thin that that was just my it was and it's a long movie it's like a almost a two and a half hour movie and there were some i knew it was r-rated but i didn't know what it was r-rated for and there were Mm -hmm. some squeamish parts that i wasn't expecting so that kind of threw me for a loop but definitely more positive than negative um if you like jennifer lawrence enough or if you like spy thrillers and you gotta scratch that spy thriller urge somehow red sparrow might be the movie for you that was that was my take on it i thought it was okay not great but definitely more good than bad.
0: Yeah, um, I would definitely second your uh, opinion on the squeamish parts. I was visiting with my mom, and we went and saw this while we were in Grand Rapids. Oof. And, you know, I was expecting the more suave, like, James Bond-type movie that we were talking about
1: Yeah, the previous that's, week. Yeah, that's kind of what I was looking for.
0: But it, it really wasn't. It was more on the psychological. There was a lot of, like, gory uh, like squeamish stuff that you were talking about. Um, and there's definitely a lot of sexual content in this one. Uh, we were we were talking about how we're glad that it was a rated R movie. And I definitely, uh, you know, agree with what we were saying. It's good thing that it was rated R because they would not have been able to accomplish what they wanted to being PG 13. There's a lot of sexual content. There's a lot of violence. There's gore. There's lots of action, intrigue. Um, but overall like what did you think of the movie I l- Red Sparrow
1: I did like it I came away with a positive feeling I came away enjoyed having what I just seen it I, it had some problems it wasn't perfect but again I like spy thrillers and I like Jennifer Lawrence enough to recommend this movie for anyone that's looking for a movie solely on the basis of her she really carries the movie by herself and I think that's a good quality for a leading actress to have is that she can hold a movie on her own when it is kind of weak around her.
0: Yeah, um, I definitely agree with you what you said about it being long. It's like it's two and a half hours. Like this is an yeah. Inception type movie regarding length. And, you know, we we sat down not really anticipating that uh, the pacing is a little slow at parts. But I think the end of it makes it really rewarding. to Yeah, wait. it
1: does because it th- it throws some good twists your way. That that's what I thought. I enjoyed those twists. Yeah, in the story.
0: And to say that there are that many is kind of like spoiler. But you know, just prepare. You should expect there to be turns at the end of the movie. I mean, it's a
1: spy movie. Nothing is quite what it seems.
0: Yeah, and I think the ending really wraps up the whole story really well in, uh, in a nice little bow, which is nice. Um, there are certain type types of movies like Annihilation that me and Colin actually got to, a chance to see since the last time we talked um, and we really liked it. But that's one of the movies that they don't wrap up everything and it's left very ambiguous and you have to figure it out. Red Sparrow puts it in a nice little box, gift wrapped for the audience.
1: In my opinion, Movies that let the viewers draw their own conclusions leave a stronger impression than those that try to nap that than those that try to wrap it up as best they can narrative wise so from that view, annihilation certainly left me with a stronger impression as I walked out of the theater than Red Sparrow did mm-hmm. but the two are not easily comparable
0: oh no <laughs> no, not even close
2: a Goody I like that one
0: well, speaking of good movies, the next movie that came out while we are gone is Death Wish. Uh, projected to make around ten, it actually made thirteen million. Its budget is around thirty million. Starring Bruce Willis, TJ, you went and saw this movie,
2: Death Wish. Actually, no, I saw this Colin, the only movie
1: I saw is Wrinkle I, in Time. I looked, <laughs>
0: I looked at Colin and said, TJ. Oh, so go ahead, Colin.
1: That'll do it. It's okay. So Death Wish, as Kyle said, stars Bruce Willis, and the plot of it is that a doctor has a loving wife and daughter and they get seriously harmed in a home invasion where the assailants have weapons and Bruce Willis's character decides to take the law into his own hands to try and make sure to try and do what he can to maybe make sure that what happened to him doesn't happen to other families. And it's a, it's a subpar action thriller. It's got some, it's got some cool bits, but not really much more than that. And Bruce Willis sleepwalks through the film really yeah he doesn't he doesn't really look like he's into it at all oh there's, wow there's one bit where it, where the camera closes in on him as he displays the grief for his family and his face just doesn't change <laughs> he's, just, he's just like no it's not like not my wife no <laughs> no, that's that's my kid. Like, you know, Ugh.
0: you know Bruce Willis. He's Ugh. done so many movies like this that he legitimately could sleepwalk through a film and still. He carry legitimately it. did. I guess it's <laughs> happening again. <laughs> yeah. So Death Wish. I mean, it's a remake of a 1974 movie of the same name, um, same premise. I mean, I wish we had seen <laughs> the original <laughs> one. It's pretty old at this point.
1: Yeah. As far as I know. I'm, I'm looking at the critic numbers and it gets 16% of Rotten Tomatoes. That, yeah. That's pretty low. But I think the reason why is that the timing for the movie just can't be ignored. It's a movie that tries to get in on the gun politics discussion without really any, having anything to contribute to it. And I can see how a whole bunch of the critics would see the movie and think that it just kind of plays fast and loose with... Gun politics that every, that lots of people are feeling at the moment, mm-hmm. and it tries to it tries to say something. It tries to commentate by like showing some parts of the gun issue that people might find revealing, while also trying to be a fun shoot 'em up thriller. And in trying to be both, it ends up really being neither. In my opinion, Death Wish again. It's a it has some cool action bits and the. <laughs> Bruce Willis actually does some cool things, mm-hmm. uh, just just action-wise, but his character's not very developed. It's cool to look at, and I, it didn't leave me with much of an impression after, after walking out of the theater. Death Wish is just okay, but if you're looking for some cool action, it might be for you.
0: Well, it looks like they marketed it really well, because the people that went and saw it and liked it, which is about 84% of their users, were expecting an okay action movie. And I think that's what what it delivered on it. Correct me if I'm wrong.
1: That is exactly what it delivered.
0: And so, and just another addition to what you were saying earlier about Death Wish, um, I'm looking at a, a web page right here talking about the movie and about how it got negative reviews, and it was just 16 days after the Florida school shooting. So, like you said, really unfortunate timing. Yeah, for and the movie. that's
1: that's not something that the movie can control. No, and I think that's kind of unfortunate that got that it got such scathing reviews for that. But again, can't really it can't be ignored. But it's going to be a part of the movie's thing if it's remembered by anybody.
0: Mm -hmm. And I I certainly think that there's a place for these, just not mindless action movies, but just okay action movies because it it fills the gap between really good ones like John Wick Two. Which yeah. was fantastic. But, you know, like, it, for people that don't like the weird intrigue or, like, the overt sexual content of Red Sparrow or horror like Strangers Pray at Night, I think movies like this fill a nice gap for um, viewers.
1: I think so, too. There's nothing wrong with a fun shoot 'em up thriller, Certainly. in my opinion.
0: Yes. Mm. So, Death Wish, if you're into anything we just talked about, uh, go check and out Death Wish. And if you're
1: 17 or older, yes, because the also movies are hard R. Yes. <laughs>
0: Both Red Sparrow and Death Wish are are R-rated, very much uh, R-rated. So make sure to keep that into consideration when you go down to your local Celebration Cinema, Mount Pleasant. Thank you for your support of Beyond the Real. Great theaters, clean theaters, uh, fantastic experience. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say I always get good service, but whenever I go there and see my coworkers, I always get really good service. We strive to... uh, create an environment which story happens. So, Celebration Cinema Blount Pleasant would be our choice to see any of these movies if you're in the mid-Michigan area. On to some movies that came out this previous weekend. Gringo is one of the movies that I saw, and it's a little bit smaller of a film. Not a whole lot of people know about it. but It is
2: called Gringo, though, which is a fun name.
0: Yeah, Gr- Gringo is a fun name, um, and I it's like starring... That. David. Oh, yellow o. Thank you. Can you repeat that one more time, David? Oh, yellow o. Thank it,
1: you. His name is David now? What? The name of the actor. It sounded
2: like you were referring to Colin as David. Don't oh. mind me. <laughs> I'm just over here.
0: So, uh, Gringo, small budget film. The, the budget is not actually available, but um, projected to make about five. It made half of that uh, its opening weekend. It also stars uh, Charlize Theron, who was really good thinking about it now. Um and we talked about him earlier. What was uh is it Char- Charlotte Copley?
1: Yeah, Charlotte Copley. Okay.
0: That's how you that's how you pronounce it. Sorry, I, I'm really bad at pronounce uh pronouncing names. Don't worry about it. But um it actually has a pretty good cast and it's basically a story about a honest, straightforward Working man, that everything in his life, literally everything in his life, is going wrong, and he's sent down to Mexico to uh, iron out a business deal with his boss, and something happens, and just crap hits the fan, like Oof. just the whole thing, and it's just, um, and he's also, he, I feel like it's important to note that he is. I don't think he was raised there, but he's, like, first-generation uh, Nigerian immigrant to the U.S., and he's going to Mexico. So he, like, really stands out in Mexico, and he's just trying to, like, rebuild his life. It It's – the story was a little bit convoluted at points, but as I stated in a little short review that we posted on Twitter, Beyond the Real on Twitter, of Gringo, it, there was just so many – Twists and turns, especially towards the end of the movie, that it just was, it just kept it exciting. Like, there wasn't a whole lot to invest in because the main character is kind of, he's really likable because he's honest and he's just trying to do what he thinks is his best and he keeps getting screwed over. And it's the growth of that character into taking life into your own hands and doing what you need to do to better yourself. And he just kind of grows into that. But at one point, there's like a mercenary that come in, and then he gets involved with the um, a Mexican drug cartel. And lost. And he's being hunted. It's really convoluted, but essentially it's an honest businessman trying to survive in Mexico while being hunted by a cartel and a mercenary and trying to be rescued by his company. So it's really like just around the horn – Crazy, um, is Gringo a comedy? Kind it, of, it was marketed as a comedy, but there's not a whole lot of laughs in here. Oh. mind you, I did watch it with just two people in the theater, one of them being me. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you're gonna watch any comedy like that, you're probably not gonna laugh a whole lot, Ooh. but I was never compulsed to laugh, <laughs> I've never had to like hold back my laughter. Uh, to avoid it being awkward. I would definitely say that it's more of... I don't even know the genre here. Like, the genre is crime comedy, but I think it's just more of, like, a crime movie. Mm. I mean, that's kind of what it is in in an adventure. There's not a lot of comedy. There's a little... There's some comic relief, but some of the themes and the stuff that happens to our main character are just awful. So, like, it really undermines any kind of... Um, opportunity for the movie to be funny.
1: Wow. Sounds like it doesn't really know what it wants to be.
0: Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think that was. It's kind of to be expected of a, of a movie that has a small budget like this. But the more I think about it, the more I actually kind of like this movie. Oh. Like, it is so convoluted. It's not funny. Uh, but. It's so hard not to like the main character. He's so likable. And it's a lot like Shawshank Redemption. You know, where he's he's honest, straightforward. He gets himself into a messy situation that he does not deserve. And he manages to get himself out of it. Mind you, Shawshank Redemption is one of my favorite movies of all time. And Gringo is down in the thousands. But <laughs> it's still a, uh, a valid comparison. Um, so... We went in circles talking about Gringo. It's interesting to say the least. Also, it's produced by Amazon Studios, which I'm trying to look at some of the stuff they that they make they've... movies now. Yeah, Apparently they make movies. I think mainly they start with started with television. Yeah. But I'm trying they to made see that high
1: profile one a little recently with Ron Perlman or somebody. I know what you're talking about there.
0: Yeah, I don't even see any big movies. Here, none of these that I've heard of. So I, I, I assume it's experimental for Amazon, and it really comes off like that. But gringo, if you're looking for something wildly different than what else is in the box office and you want a wild ride, then, you know.
2: Get on over to gringo. Baby. Get into the gringo. Get get yeah. <laughs> Partake in gring. So,
0: the reception for gringo is not very good. Uh, I think people are a little bit, being a little bit too critical of it. I think people want it to be more of a comedy, or they're putting labels on it. I think, if you're going to go see it, I highly encourage just going to see it with an open mind, and taking it for what it is. So, that's what I think of gringo. One of the movies that came out this previous weekend. And then... We're going to go to Colin who saw another one of the movies that came out this weekend.
1: I did. I saw Strangers Pray at Night, which I believe is a sequel. Yep. I okay, there was 2008. A stra- Got it. So oh, wow, that's a long that's a long awaited sequel. Strangers Pray at Night is a horror movie. <clears throat> it stars Christina Hendricks and a bunch of no names. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't I didn't really like it. No. The, no <laughs> what kind of the, movie is it? Um it's a it's a horror, it's like a slasher horror kind of the strangers in question are like a group of people mm-hmm. that go after Christina Hendrix's family as they enter this trailer park at night. I was kind of surprised by that. At night. Yeah. And, SpongeBob
2: reference. Hmm. Oh,
1: okay. I, I was referencing the title of the movie, but SpongeBob's cool too. Yeah, well. Yeah. Um and it's just really vague. Like the the narrative is kind of unclear. Mo- most of the characters ask the villains the whole time, "Why are you doing this to us?" <laughs> and why? Because I just love killing people. <laughs> yeah. And there's just no reason. They just never answer. We never there's never any deeper motivation to the
0: there's no resolution
1: no <laughs> <laughs> no le- no they ask why are you doing this and there's no answer
0: so wait it's- let me guess the ending is everything seems fine and then there's a jump scare at the end and then the movie ends
1: yes ha i got it yeah one for Kyle that's wow. that's how predictable the movie is good job <laughs> man you you just wow I Thank think you. I think Strangers Prey and Night was looking for a old horror movie feel because it uses like it uses slow zooms in dramatic parts where the camera just kind of moves closer to the character and it tries to be charming but it just comes off as awkward. I actually I actually chuckled a couple times when the camera zoomed in. It's like what are, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, get, get get out of there! <laughs> <laughs> but it's not very scary and it's not a very satisfying movie. The only thing I liked about it was Christina Hendricks, because I like Christina Hendricks. And I'm kind of glad that I saw the movie just because I got to see her. But on the whole, Strangers, Pray at Night wasn't much fun. It was strange. It was narratively all over the place and unfocused. And if you're looking for a horror movie in the theater, maybe you'd check out Gringo. (laughs)
0: classic <laughs> horror right there
1: <laughs> I, I don't I don't know I, I didn't really like Strangers print. Night yeah. I saw I, I, I don't know maybe maybe you look for HBO and go find Get Out again Ooh. or something yeah get out
3: of here man
2: get, 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 get out of here with that good movie <laughs> recommendation
0: <laughs> um, so I saw a source praising the movie praise is a strong word complimenting the movie about it satirizing horror?
1: I didn't get that. No? Maybe if it was there, I just wasn't clever enough to see it.
2: You have to have a pretty high IQ, to be fair. If yeah. It
1: has a couple of cliches in it that I have really grown to dislike. And one of them is the fact that all the antagonists wear masks... So it's like, oh no, everything's creepy because they wear masks. And they stand they just menacingly. Sta- yeah, they just stand and they move their heads slowly and it's scary because they're wearing masks. <laughs> and the other one is that the antagonists somehow always know where the characters are going or where they're gonna be. Classic. And it makes no sense. It was it's kinda it's kinda entertaining in a way that I don't think it was going for, but I think I've said all I, all I really want to say about "Strangers <laughs> Prey at Night." Stay away.
2: If you um, want to see a wacky horror movie, to you know,
1: uh, check out laugh check, at, out, I guess check out Gringo. Oh n- yeah!
0: <laughs> if you want to see a classic horror movie with no tropes, check out Gringo.
2: <laughs> if you want to see a good old good old movie that's red, check out Gringo. <laughs> Not Red Sparrow, because that one's not as red as Gringo is. (laughs) It all comes back to Gringo. Hey, you got a death
0: wish? (laughs) Check out Gringo. Yeah,
2: so just recently, actually, I watched my movie called A Wrinkle in Gringo. Uh, A
0: Wrinkle in Time.
2: Yeah, that's what it's called. That's the end of that joke. I think you mean A Gringo in Time. (laughs) I mean A Wrinkly Time. I think
0: Mm -hmm. it's about time for this to stop.
2: Oprah Oprah Winfrey was in this movie. (laughs) She starred in... A wrinkle in time, and she was there, and she was way bigger than everyone else, like really tall. And she just kind of stood over everybody and nodded at them and smiled in approval. Um,
1: Good stuff, man.
2: That's the synopsis <laughs> of the movie.
1: Man, she sounds um, like Oprah Zilla.
2: Yeah, she had really, she had really sparkly makeup on. They all did, actually. All her whole her whole posse of, of space witches. Um, maybe I should explain some context here. Here we um, go. Go ahead. Yeah. A Wrinkle in Time is a live-action Disney movie, in which a girl loses her father to space and breaks reality to go find him. This is the this is the this is the movie. Oprah Winfrey is there, and she's huge and has sparkly makeup. Oh, Um, yeah! It's it's like it's kind of like a sort of similar modern feel to a modern day.
0: 2005
2: Zathura. You know? Yeah. I kind of like
0: Zathura. (laughs) Zathura is awful, but it's amazing.
2: Yeah, it's just got like that weird sort of awkward, wacky kids' movie vibe. It's not. It does take itself pretty seriously for that. Like that being said, but.
1: Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Does
0: Does it it pay off? No. Would would it pay off if you were the target audience?
2: I'm not sure. I'm trying to imagine if I was, like, a little kid going to see this. Well, what worked like it, for the movie? Um,
1: did it have cool visuals? Was it yes, imaginative? Yes, it certainly
2: did. There was uh, that one... There, there, were, there were three, like, space witches, as I called them before. I don't really know what they are, but they're, like... Oprah's one of them, and then the other one, she, like, turns into a flying leaf with a cabbage head. And... <laughs> despite my, you know, blunt description, it actually was pretty impressive. Like, visually, it was CG. And they all got up on its back and started flying around, and I was like, wow, this looks pretty cool. And then they started flying, while well, on top of the flying thing, and that was a little... That was a little strange. But... <laughs> this, this, this movie was just it's, This awkward. movie just sounds strange. <laughs> it was just awkward, and... Like, all the... Like the the pacing of the cuts was just so uncomfortable. Like, I I obviously don't know what I'm talking about in terms of movie making, but like,
1: apparently neither do the guys that made the movie. <laughs> yeah,
2: that, that's that's about my point. Um,
0: so it wasn't very well directed.
2: No, it was, and the the writing was weird and like earnest to a fault. And oh.
1: It's a a Disney movie, right? Come on.
2: Well, yeah, there are a lot of Disney movies who don't have that problem. Um, Also, another thing, I I feel like, and of course this might just be me, because uh, I'm that kind of guy, but I feel like this movie could have been miles better if it were animated. Hmm. Like, because the, the way the characters are and everything, they just all seem so not, like, not real people, which, like, can work and they can be made, they could have been made into good characters. The story could have been good. It like everything was there. If it were like animated, then it would have been made believable. And maybe with the same script though it still would have been just kind of uncomfortable.
1: You hmm. have you different expectations for an animated movie than you do with a live action thing made with real people.
2: Yeah. But there's still like movies. So yeah. if you if it's got the same problems as this in terms of writing and acting then
1: so, Acting wasn't terrible. It
2: was just, you know, child actors. That's ooh, how it is.
1: Uh, uh, they were uh. they
2: were not terrible. They were not like egregious at all. I was it was just kinda
0: So for the target audience, do you think this is a good movie to see for like, you know I think all to I think kids. you could do better. Really?
2: Yeah. There, there are movies that are like, you know, animated. For example, but I'm just just mean liking animation. Saying
1: Peter Rabbit's still in theaters, and if you have a family looking to, <laughs> look is out Peter Rabbit them? still in, fe- in theaters? Uh, some theaters. Yeah, I
2: would recommend Peter Rabbit. Or this. <laughs> maybe it's not as like visually exciting out there. Yeah,
0: what what can A Wrinkle in Time do better? Um, just like the story, the the pacing of it. Did it just not pull you in? Did it not intrigue you? The story. Um
2: either kind of pull back on some of the characters that like come from space for lack of a better word for it like because they're just so wacky like they're like fairy godmothers it's insane and it's it's so uncomfortable to watch real grown women on screen acting like cartoon characters it's it's just weird i don't know so gonna you got to pull back on that or just make it animated, which well, is not going to happen because that's a lot of money and a time.
1: It is a See, w- I listen to this and I think that this sounds really bold and kind of new, if nothing else. And from from your from your description, I kind of admire directors that try something new that try approaches like you're talking about that don't necessarily work for everybody, but they're trying them because they want to do something new and I admire it for that. But clearly it didn't pay off for you yeah so that, that is that is
2: true it like it was it's like a it's like uh kids dr strange well also it's it, to consider <laughs> I'm serious. that's what it was this no, like, had a, funny, had a that's similar a sort of the also zach galifianakis was in it that was not related but he was really funny and i just liked him
0: it is based off a 1962 book I don't know if either of you were aware of that. No, I
2: kind of heard about that a little bit.
0: So Um, I I don't even know if, like, saying that it's... I mean, it is bold to make it a movie, but I guess it's pretty old at this point. Like, it's not
2: new. It wasn't, like, its own ideas. Yeah, exactly. it It always seems like I get all excited when movies seem so original, but then I turn out they're adapted from books.
1: See, I made that statement before I knew it was from a book. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. I can retract like, it now. <laughs> it's it bro- just gonna it broke pull, my heart. That's the case for Annihilation too. Just gonna pull back on that's the, a book trilogy and, on on the original statement. You know, Annihilation it's, it's is still a good back. movie though. Annihilation is still a good movie. It's a really good movie.
0: It is weird that it is, it's a science fantasy movie. Yeah, it was. It's kind of a weird blend. It's
2: not science fiction. I mean, it is fictional. But something about science fiction just sounds too plausible for the kind of stuff that happens in this movie. Yeah, it's it's basically just magic, and then the then the guy who discovers it is just like, I, am, I just found this through science. It's a Tesseract. Science. Um. Uh. Also, there was, there was a kid. There was a character who they always referred to him by his full name. Like not once did they not call him. Like you kept saying it throughout the movie, and now I can't remember it. It was Charles Watson, I think.
0: Charles Watson.
2: Yeah, like nobody ever
1: called him Charles. I thought it would be a great British name, like Charles Watson. He was not British. Darn. Oh man, Sadly. biggest upset. <laughs> yeah, it's just like
2: it's 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 one of those things where like you hear a set of words or something so frequently that like, it kind of starts to lose its meaning or like bend into
1: itself. Well, does it crease in its on itself? The, per a se wrinkle? Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to think maybe this movie was like
2: a work of genius. Like everything down to like the meta way you, you, you take in the movie, you keep hearing Charles Watson. I don't think it's Charles <laughs> Watson, but it's Charles something to the effect of Watson. I know his first name is Charles. Cause I was thinking about why don't they just call this kid Charles? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, it wasn't to, super good okay
2: that's good. wrap it up <laughs> it wasn't super good at all I'd say 43% from critics 37% from users, that's a good range
0: well that's a shame because I think a lot of people were excited for it and yeah. the fact that it didn't really uh, live up to those expectations is a shame I, I'm going to check it out um, try and see it with a clear mind um, and see what I think it's two hours long
2: it's two hours long good luck
0: oh man is it a is is nope. it a, like a stretched out two hours or is the pacing okay
2: um I guess the pacing is fine in terms of story beats okay uh, yeah it's just like in the moment of every scene you're kind of like this is just hard to you know make sense of
0: Interesting. Okay. So if you're of age and you want to see some sci-fi, I think we're going to stick with Annihilation.
2: Certainly. Yeah. Um, of, of age being definitely R-rated because that movie is brutal.
0: Yeah. But uh, if you're younger and you want to see a little bit of an adventure, Wrinkle in Time might be for you. So that was uh, a couple of movies that we missed over the break and what came out last weekend And now we're going to jump into our newer segment, which is Imitation Game. So, Colin, why don't you explain our theme tonight?
1: Okay. So, the biggest new release of last weekend was A Wrinkle in Time, and it stars Oprah Winfrey. Yes. And to to my knowledge, the last time that Oprah was in the spotlight recently was at the Golden Globes, where she gave a speech of some kind that I didn't read and a whole bunch of news, outlet, a whole bunch of news outlets came away from it saying, "Oprah 2020, baby, let's go." So, I thought it would be funny if we looked at President Oprah in this movie and kind of tried to do our own impressions of our favorite movie characters, or actors, or people in general, and do some presidential speeches the way that. The future Mrs. Winfrey might do them. Yeah, basically this is
2: one huge stretch, but this is a fun idea, so we're going to do it anyway. So just get over it.
1: My man. Okay, so who wants to
0: start? I can start. All right, Colin, why don't you explain your premise?
1: All right. For those of you that have seen Caddyshack out there, Bill Murray plays a complete goof in it. Oh, I love complete goofs. (laughs) Much better than incomplete goofs. (laughs) Those are pretty good, too, though. Yeah and I will be doing my impression of Bill Murray's character from Caddyshack reading the ever-so-dignified Gettysburg Address.
3: <laughs> okay. Lights. Camera. Action. Poor and
2: Chevy. Shivety- oh, <laughs> oh okay. Okay. Bill Murray. I'm sorry,
0: I, I broke it. Go ahead. Go ahead. That was good. That was good.
2: <laughs> Whisper sweet nothings to me. <laughs> sorry. Sorry about that.
4: Four
1: score, seven years ago, <laughs> guys. Sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. No, okay. So, all right. Third time's a charm. Yes, it is.
4: Four score seven years ago, our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation, conceived liberty, and dedicated to the prospect that all men are created equal.
2: has got a lot of R's <laughs> in That's those awesome. words. <laughs>
4: now we are engaged in a great civil war with. The Dalai Lama testing whether that nation or any nation shook its seed, shook its seed. That wait, wait, it's in the hole, it's, it's in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> just,
2: just, just breaks away from his speech. Oh, was so like, so dedicated, on
4: the can long endure. <laughs> we are met on a battlefield so great of war. And in this battlefield, I make a good golf course. I'm going to hit about a. <laughs>
2: I just want to, like, provide this visual. Like, everything he's saying, he's, like, Colin, like, has his mouth, like, skewed off to the left, like, five miles. It's perfect. It's it's a, it's a
4: sight to behold. Yeah. Well, that's how the character <laughs> talks in the movie, So I'm just trying to trying to do my best. And for this battlefield, I'm going to hit about a five iron, about 200 yards away. And this battlefield where we can long endure. Oh, Mr.
2: President, <laughs> Mr. President, Mr. <laughs> President, <laughs> we're still speaking. <laughs>
4: Oh, uh, okay. Just <laughs> just want to tell a story. Okay. We've come we to dedicate a portion of this battlefield. <laughs> okay. And just like that, it's time for me to sign up, guys. Bye. <laughs> you you gushing blur away. So that's uh,
0: Bill Murray's character in Caddyshack.
4: Wow. Woo. Woo. Thank Woo. you, thank you, thank you. Bill Murray.
0: Thank you. Thank Cat. you very much. All right, Caddyshack. So I think... TJ wants to go. Wants me to go next, right?
2: Uh,
0: yes. All right. Okay. sure, Do it. Okay. So, uh, I tried practicing this. Sometimes it takes me a second to jump into impressions. Uh, so we're gonna give it a whirl. But I'm doing uh, Doc Brown from Back to the Future reading JFK's inaugural
1: address. <sighs> At least a part of it. Take your time, man. It certainly took me more than a second. <laughs> Wait. The faith, the energy, the faith, the
3: devotion which we bring to the endeavor, light our country and all serve it. Put some phlegm in it, man.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the glow from the fire can truly light the world. I can truly light the world. <laughs> <laughs> and do so, my fellow Americans. Ask not what you can do for your country. Ask what you can do. <laughs> it's just- do, doc, what can ask, I do for my my country? Ask not what you can do for your country, Mort- Marty. <laughs> Marty, <Morning. laughs> ask Rex. what you can do for your country. Well, fellow citizens of the future, <laughs> ask what America will my do future. for you. But what together
4: we can do for the freedom of man. But but Does but Doc, actually...
1: you you can't just walk into a store and 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 buy freedom.
3: The world, the citizens of the world. My message to you. Wait, I, I thought I thought if we went back in time and, and saw ourselves. There's no. two of me right now. If no, we do not we'd, we'd fall asleep or die or something. No, Marty. No, that does oh, No, that God. was another timeline. Oh yeah, Doc, but... I'm starting to
2: walk backwards and ruffle my hands through my hair. I'm getting a little nervous. Oh man, this I'm is spinning this around is... and looking everywhere. Oh Doc, this is getting real heavy. Whoa,
3: <laughs> we got two Marty's now. Yeah, enough of that. You just, just N- noticed go over there. I'm the party no. from 2015. Where are you from? Both of you, close your eyes. Don't look at each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking. So I- as I sign off, may there be peace and 1.21 gigawatts to the entire world. <laughs> Good job. Okay,
0: so that was Doc Brown from Back to the Future. <laughs> so- Featuring two Marty's, <laughs>
2: <laughs> two Marty's,
0: time traveling Marty's as uh, the inaugural address from JFK. So,
2: also, did it actually say "Citizens of the Future"? Or did you throw that in? I threw that in there. <laughs> nice. I threw that in there.
0: I mean, th- it was very hamfisted, but yes. Yeah. Ask
1: not what your co- you was What you can do for your country. Ask what you can do for your country. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, it's really hard to read and do an impressions. I, I know. Okay, I know. All right. <coughs> oh, God. Do- doc brown is a crazy dude so He's, last man, but not least we got those. tj yeah. explain your premise
2: uh i i don't actually have like a speech that i'm reading from here like that's, that's okay that's, that's not a problem it's probably for the best um i am going to take the role of dr steve brule who's dr from, steve brule? from uh is it john c Riley? yes I always I always forget names. I knew it was Riley. I knew it was I knew it was Charles. And maybe it's Watson. Maybe it's John C. Riley. Anyway. And John
0: C. Riley is the other actor in Step Brothers. It's not Will Ferrell.
2: Yes, he's as that guy. Context. He's got a fun voice, and he he's plays. the voice of his voice is fun enough to be Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then his voice is also fun enough to be Doctor Steve Brule. So uh, he, you know,
0: what character is Doctor Steve Brule playing? Just himself himself. presidential address he's the president
2: now and uh (laughs) he's gonna he's gonna like show his audience what it's like being the president of the united states so like um i imagine he'd like come out like behind the podium with his own microphone because he's like doing a show and he's like talking into it and like a guy like comes up and like like pushes the microphone down like points at the microphone on the podium and then he like kind of like leans forward and he's like okay okay hello america uh, this is your, this is your captain speaking? Uh, my, as my first order, my first amendment is this year's Obamas. I have somebody to tell me how to make the panini. Put it, how how do lower the panini press without burning my? I burned my hand. It was first amendment, second amendment. Put more put more salad bar in guacamole. <laughs> Put it in this, put it in this Nestle salad bar and guacamole to make one big guacamole dish. It's my favorite.
0: Oh, I love guacamole.
2: What, yeah. what, what, what did he say? Yeah, he
3: guacamole. Say? He,
2: he, said, he said, I love guacamole. He said, I love guacamole. I. Yeah.
3: <coughs> Yay. And then
2: he falls asleep and poops his pants at the same time. Wow. I love it.
0: I love it, man. That was a nice job. So that was our imitation game. So, like, like
4: tell,
3: tell us if, if you love it on Twitter, Beyond the Real on Twitter. and Get, get out of here. You fake, you fake presidents. In the future. <laughs> you fake. We're not real. In the future, we can improve this segment. But if you hated it, make sure to let us know on Twitter, Beyond the Real
2: and on we're gonna, Twitter. We're going to do we did an imitation game. Check it out. So, uh.
0: That was *The Imitation Game*. We talked about uh, what came out in previous weekends, and now we're going to talk about the movies that are coming out this coming weekend, starting with *Tomb Raider*. Laura. Sunny.
4: Croft. Laura, your father's gone. You can pick
1: up where he left.
0: Okay, so it decided to do whatever it wants. So uh, <laughs> We
1: don't course, need the trailer. We can act it out ourselves. Yeah, of course,
0: that's... the first time that I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to play the trailer for you, and then it's just like, nah, I don't feel like it. So uh, Tomb Raider is coming out this coming weekend uh, starring...
1: Alicia Vikander.
0: Nice. So you're going to be the, the name pronouncer Starry, on, uh, on the show.
1: John C. Reilly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, Tomb Raider. So it's... Um, I wouldn't say a remake, but it's based off the uh, classic video game by the same title. Video games by the same title. Uh, there was also a two thousand and one film starring Angelina Jolie. There
1: were a couple of them, right? There was more than one.
0: Uh, I thought there was only one, but I I don't know. Might be mm-hmm. wrong. Let's let's investigate.
1: But um, I know that this Tomb Raider movie is actually kind of taken a lot more inspiration from. Square Enix's reboot of the video game franchise released in 2013. It kind of makes Lara's story more about survival and desperation as she's stranded on an island. And it made it a lot more personal than the previous games of the franchise. I know because I played it and I really liked it. So this might be the one video game movie that can turn it around for mm-hmm. them. But I'm not I'm not holding my breath. Well,
0: I was talking earlier to someone and I went out and saw Assassin's Creed that came out not too long ago with uh, Michael Fassbender starring. Yeah, back in November. And I know of Assassin's Creed. I never really played it. I feel like some of the older games, it's they're actually kind of bad. Um, but I actually thought the movie was pretty good. Um, you know, coming from someone who didn't play it, I thought it was like decent. And it was a good step in the video game movie world. And I uh, same with Tomb Raider. I have high hopes, like, like you said. Um, at the moment, it's around 50% for critics, but critics like to really uh, destroy these kind of
1: movies. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, um, you know, as long as it's got action and adventure, then, you know, I'll be happy with it.
1: I don't have any expectations for this movie, but I really liked Alicia Vikander in Ex Machina, and I tolerated her in The Man from U.N.C.L.E., Okay, and I kind of like her, and I'm I'm happy to see that they picked somebody who wasn't just a, you know, p- pretty face in Hollywood to play this action star of Lara Croft. Hmm. So, I like that, and I'm going into this movie just looking for nothing more than a few fun thrills.
0: Yeah, I agree. Also, there was a second Tomb Raider with uh, Angelina Jolie in it. Hey, it was hey. Lara Croft Tomb Raider: The Cradle of Life. So that was the movie 2003.
1: Wow, that's like that's like three titles.
0: Yeah, I know it's a really long name. It's uh, like
1: Lara Croft colon Tomb Raider colon subtitle colon <laughs> Gringo two.
0: <laughs> okay, so that was Tomb Raider, starring
1: Alicia Vikander.
0: Nice. So here's a little sneak preview
3: of my, my name's is simon For the most part my life is totally normal
1: i have a
3: family that i actually like and there's my friends we do everything friends do so i'm just like you except i have one huge ass secret nobody knows i'm gay
2: have you seen the new post about the closet of gay kid at school
3: what you're blue i'm just like you
2: nice to know there's another guy at school with the same secret
3: i'm done living in a world where i don't get to be who i am i deserve a great love story And I want someone to share it with. I'm supposed to be the one that decides when and where and who knows. That's supposed to be my thing. Disclaimer. This is about to get romantic as F.
0: So Love, Simon is coming out this coming weekend starring Nick Robinson. Um, It's based off a book, if I'm not mistaken,
1: Another one I, of those. I don't know. I I didn't hear about this movie before we started rolling. Well, I'm Whoa. trying to look
0: it up, and for some reason, I can't find anything about it being a book before. But you <laughs> so know. while you're
1: looking it up, I'll ask you: What are your thoughts on this? I only saw the I only saw the trailer before before we started talking into these microphones.
0: Well, um, I think it's going to be a decently big movie. It's already gotten 87 around. For, like, critics, I consider it more of, like, a, a Wonder-type movie. Maybe uh, it's not going to be as powerful as Wonder, but I think it's going to be an important movie. Um, it's a, an important story to tell for people that are in high school or younger that don't really know what's going on. Yeah, and,
2: it seems like they're making the character really relatable.
0: Yeah, even not just for people that are gay that are younger and don't know what to do about it, but also... Just a relatable character. Exactly. Because I, I don't know what I was doing when I was that young, and I guarantee that neither
2: of you did either. Nope. That's, it's, it's, some, some would say nothing has changed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I think it's going to be an important movie. It's going to be good. As long as it sticks to that message, it's going to be successful.
1: I think many people have found different ways to tell coming of age stories, and, you know, when they stop being able to put variations or twists on those that make them compelling. Then they'll stop making the movies. True. But until then, Love, Simon kind of interests me for adding that element to the coming-of-age tale, and um, I might just I might just check it out.
0: Yeah. I think it, it has enough interest for people like us that can remember the awful days of being young. I don't want to
1: remember those awful days. Ugh. I have to remember them every night.
3: I clutch my pillow at night, yeah. trying not to let the nightmares return.
2: Sometimes I scream weird. and I wake, <laughs> wake up my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I clutch the pillow and I say, ah! Oh
0: my god, that scared me. You
2: guys are weird. Exactly, it wakes them up.
0: Thank you, Colin. I take that as a, a high compliment.
2: I take it as an insult.
0: Oh man. So, uh, Love, Simon, that's coming out this Jeez. coming w- weekend. Are you guys done? Yes. Okay, good. So, uh, Love, Simon. That's uh, two of the three (laughs) movies that are coming out this coming weekend. And the last one we have is I Can Only Imagine. So here's a little sneak preview.
3: When I was uh, 10, 11 years old, life was tough. And I found some songs that I just, man, I I held on. All right.
0: So once again, it decided to do whatever the heck it wanted to. These Um, films are feisty. Yeah. Sorry about that. We're going to iron out those technical difficulties, even though we tested it before the show. Anyways, uh, so we're going to iron that out for next week, and we're going to get those full trailer previews for you. But I Can Only Imagine is a uh, Christian movie about the Mercy Me song um, of the same name, I Can Only Imagine. And um, it's about the story of the artist. um, You know, He wants to be a musician. His father is not supportive of it, and through the adventure of like writing the song and the attention that the artist gets for writing the song, it changes his dad and it's this whole grandier scheme. Um, It's very spiritual. Like I said, it's a Christian type movie. Um, It's going to be a little smaller, uh, uh, probably around the 5 million for the weekend, maybe even less. But um, you know, if you're religious, you like, you want to go check out uh, a spiritual movie, then. And you like music, and I believe it's a country artist that wrote the song. Yeah, so yeah. it's the it trifecta. Um,
2: <laughs> Colin says, No thanks.
0: City boy over here is like, Oh, country. Hmm, yeah, <laughs> get but it away. Still,
2: still with the country boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, country, country, get it away from
0: me. <laughs> okay, stereotypical well... uh countryside, <laughs> I can only imagine, is coming out this coming weekend about the Mercy Me song of the same name. So, if you love the song. Go check out the movie. It's the story of the making of the movie. And it stars Dennis Quaid, and he's pretty cool. Well, that doesn't star him. He's a supporting role. But, you know, Des- Dennis Quaid is in the movie, so it's pretty cool.
1: Dennis, my boy. So,
0: <laughs> this coming weekend, uh, for the new movies, we are disagreeing a little bit on what we think is going to top the box office. For me, I think Love, Simon is going to top the box office for the new movies. Um, I think it's a little bit bigger of a movie. Uh, It's been advertised a lot. Um, People are still, you know, have a little bit of a hangover from Jumanji, which is very similar to Tomb Raider in a lot of aspects. So I think Love, Simon is going to top it, but both of you think differently.
1: I think Tomb Raider is going to top it solely off of my personal experiences. I haven't heard of Love, Simon before today. I haven't yeah. seen any posters. I haven't seen any trailers. Same here. So I kind of think that Tomb Raider might top the new releases solely because of its marketing and awareness. Mm-hmm. Also
2: because it's like it, it's got two other movies like the franchise. It already has two other movies, so it's an established part of you know cinema. Yeah, it's an established brand. Yeah. Okay. Which, You
1: know. Well, Hollywood loves those.
0: We'll have to see because this is the first time that we've majorly disagreed on one of these predictions. So. We'll That's see okay, who ends you up being know, right.
1: everyone's entitled to their own opinion, even if it's wrong. Yeah, Sorry. I saw that coming. <laughs> that. Yeah. But,
0: um, overall... Everyone's entitled
1: to their own jokes, even if they're bad. So, I should know.
0: I bet you do know. Nah, no, just kidding, TJ's easily the funniest person in this room.
2: Yeah. I, I should know.
0: Okay, no. anyways, so overall, the box office, we all predicted Black Panther to do a Jumanji and top the box office once again. I
2: For the mean, fifth weekend obviously. in a row. Yeah, it's just that's the way it's going to go. It's Black Panther from here on out.
0: I mean, it's it's possible, it's possible with A Wrinkle in Time coming into the second weekend that it could chip away at Black Panther's box office. But
2: I do not think A Wrinkle in Time will come close.
0: I think it's a, it's more of the like Deer Tail kind of thing where it you know it doesn't do really well at the beginning,
1: but it lasts a
0: long time. I think that's what A Wrinkle in Time is going to be like.
1: Maybe
2: I mean there were there were five people in the theater, including myself.
1: You know, I've actually got both of you guys beat on that, because I was the only one in the theater to see Annihilation. Oh, you were
2: doing doing it like, oh, that's awesome, though. I I got that situation for Peter Rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) If I was the only person in the theater for Annihilation, I think I would have, like, been enlightened. I would have had, like, an existential meltdown.
1: Oh, man, it was really cool, like, when they were walking around. I was like, don't go in there! What are you, what, Were you, what you, are you actually yelling? yelling? What are you people doing? Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I was because I was the only one. So I was like looking around like, what are they going to do? And they did nothing. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, This might
2: be a bit I mean, too much information, but I remember openly farting during Peter Rabbit.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: That was, maybe it maybe this wasn't something I should have said Some, on the air.
0: Someone probably chuckled at it thinking that it was the movie. You know, like Peter's just like, nobody oh. was
2: there oh that's, that's right was it was just me
0: no a ghost In of a child table. laughed and chuckled <laughs> a,
2: ghost of a child i was i was releasing ghosts of children dude <laughs> what
0: it's back from winchester when the the, the ghosts yeah. come, come to haunt you yeah,
2: yeah. it's just screams i'm not gonna do that again
0: okay so uh, predicting black panther to top the box office overall and I think Love Simon's going to get for the new movies. And they are they think Tomb Raider is going to top the box office. And now we're going to jump into a couple news stories. And uh, first of which is the new Fantastic Beasts movie trailer was released a couple days ago. And I know you two are a massive Fantastic Beasts fan. Am I right?
2: I am. Uh, I mean, I did see the first one. Did and you? I did like it a lot. So, yeah, oh, that's good.
1: exciting news. I did not see the first one, and I liked it a lot. <laughs> That's good.
0: Well, I saw it, and I liked it a lot. So I'm with TJ. I'm with TJ on this, Colin.
1: Well, I don't know what it kind of voodoo.
0: I don't know what kind of voodoo magic you perform to to see the movie without seeing it.
1: Uh, I like the posters, and I like the trailers.
0: That's good. That's important. So
1: therefore, the movie was probably decent.
0: I think it's called Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of.
2: Grindelwald. 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 For some reason, I remember that.
0: So if you're a big fan of the Harry Potter series and you really like Fantastic Beasts, which was a, a good movie, uh, the trailer came out a couple days ago. You can check out our Twitter, Beyond the Real, to see that trailer. We tweeted it out a couple days ago when it came out. And you could also see the on-time movie reviews. Whenever we see a movie, we tweet out a short little review so we don't have to wait until the next Wednesday to hear what we think about it and get some... Recommendations for what to see in the movies.
1: Well, I haven't seen the first Fantastic Beast. I like the fact that J.K. Rowling is involved in the in the <laughs> guys, which <We're> just... is <laughs> Kyle said movies really okay. Really silly. Moving
0: on. Yes, it's very <laughs> cool that J.K. Rowling is involved with uh, the movies.
1: No, I, I think I think it's so rarely happens that the creator of a property. Has the, that the property has a spinoff is rare enough, a successful spinoff, and that the creator of the original property is involved to oversee the success of that spinoff. Yeah. That so I think awesome. that's a, so I think that's a really cool thing coming from an absolutely terrific mind that J.K. Rowling has. Yeah. So if nothing else, I'm happy to see that. But I still haven't seen the movie. I should probably do that. Huh. It's pretty good.
0: Okay. It's it's different than Harry Potter. I I like the. Uh, Newt, the main character, a lot better than I liked Harry Potter.
1: Is it an animal movie? It,
0: kind of, yeah. Newt is like a. Oh, he's he not guy.
1: An Oh, Newt's the guy's Newt, name. Just, just his name. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. But, but, but it is he, also, he uh. col- he
0: collects like unique and rare like creatures. Yeah, that's what the whole like movie title's about.
1: Got it. Okay.
0: So, Fantastic Beasts: The New Trailer was released a couple days ago. Uh, another piece of news that. Uh, happened in the last week is that John Williams, the score writer for many of your favorite movies, including Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Superman, Jaws, Do uh, I, Superman. Come on, man!
1: Space Camp. He I've never
2: seen that Super- movie. I don't know what it is, but I know he scored Space Camp. But John Williams and, and Home Alone, famous
0: for Star Wars. Yeah. Wait, did he really?
1: Yeah, he wrote yeah. the score for Home Alone. Oh, which is insane.
0: Well, if you are interested in reading the scores for Home Alone. <laughs> and you go to Juilliard, then you can absolutely, because he lead, he left his uh, entire, I guess, portfolio of scores to the Juilliard School of Music, which is where he studied piano
1: when he was in college. <laughs> what a nerd.
0: Yeah, big nerd, big music nerd, but he left his scores. He also, uh, I didn't look into his, and I didn't confirm this, but... Uh, it's an unconfirmed report that he will not be doing uh, any future Star Wars movies. Oh, I
1: thought that was a confirmed report. That I,
0: he... I didn't want to say it and not be sure of it, but if you've heard of it, then we can go with it.
1: As far as I know, what I read was that he won't be doing any more Star Wars movies after Episode Nine. Ah, okay. So he's, finished, he's finishing out this trilogy, and then he's going to be done. Which is understandable because the dude is old. Mm-hmm. And I... If... Nine, nine movies in a series is a lot to do that kind of work for.
0: Fantastic work.
1: Oh, legendary work. Yeah.
0: So that's John Williams. He's uh, probably going to be retiring soon. I mean, that
1: sounds a lot like he's retiring. Fun fact, John Williams is actually the person with the most Oscar nominations to his name. Yeah, that would over be... Over 50.
0: Hmm. It's not surprising. No, yeah, it's not. It.
1: But it doesn't make him any less of a nerd. <laughs> band geek. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing we can, can escape <laughs>
2: can bring you away from the what you are.
0: We can we can say that because all of us are band nerds.
1: Yes. So. Speak for yourselves.
0: <laughs> all right, <laughs> Mr. I'm studying music. <laughs>
3: oh. <laughs> you got me. Whoa
4: <laughs> darn.
3: Okay,
0: so that was our news uh for the week. And for our indie showcase. Uh, We have a movie called Sing Street, which came out in 2016 by the same director and producer of Once from a few weeks ago, John Carney. Um,
1: Also, he's made movies more than (laughs) Once.
0: Okay, moving on from that. uh,
2: Oh, I'm so tired.
0: The story is about a group of high school boys in the 1980s in Ireland Um, They form a band, and they're kind of, like, trying to be edgy. And the the school is like, you guys are being edgy. Stop it. And they're like, we're going to be edgy, okay? And, uh, you know, they they form a band. They play music. They make a music video. And it's just really fun, lighthearted, adventurous. I would certainly recommend it if you like musicals. It's a different type of musical. I'm not a musical person, but I enjoyed it. Um, They also... Not remix. They basically just do covers of actual songs. So a lot of the music isn't entirely original. I think they they create their own. They like rewrite the lyrics. The of songs. original
1: Pitch Perfect. Kind of. Oh.
0: But it's a 2016. So Pitch Perfect came out before Sing Street.
1: Oh, I didn't know it came out in 2016. I thought yeah. it was some obscure 90s movie that you were talking about. No,
0: it it was set in the 1980s.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: So. Sing Street, um, I would certainly recommend it if you like musicals. If you just like, it is a coming of age story of sorts. Um, so if you like those and you can't get enough from Love Simon, then I would highly rec- recommend Sing Street. Uh, I think it might be out on Netflix. I would, you know, I would definitely say try and find it, uh, especially if you liked. Once, if you watched once um, from a few weeks ago, if you want a, something a little bit youth, more youthful, then I would highly recommend Sing Street.
1: I'm wondering if like a bunch of famous streets are within close proximity of each other. Like, I'm wondering if Sing Street is like between Sesame Street and Elm Street. Like, I, I don't, don't think, think Elm so. Street would be anywhere close to any of those. You never know. Well, yeah, no, it is pretty deceptively peaceful. So, maybe. Just a thought, I'm trying to think of more famous streets but i can't
2: where do you where in the world do you think they're located
0: next to sing street
2: that answers my question kyle
0: (laughs) all right so that's our indie showcase for this week and that'll wrap us up here on beyond the real for our after spring break episode i guess um so we took a break last week but we will be back in the studio next wednesday at 10 p.m for more beyond the real Talking about the new movies, Tomb Raider, Love Simon, and I Can Only Imagine. So, unless either of you have anything to say about it, I'm Colin. (coughs) And I'm Kyle. Thanks for (laughs) tuning in to Beyond the Real tonight. We'll be back next Wednesday at 10 p.m. Follow us on Twitter, Beyond the Real, for live reviews and updates and new stories. But for the meantime, have a great night.